This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9 WRVI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Now broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza, here is your host, Bryce Kendrick. Thank you very much, John Heil. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Coach's Corner, the final scheduled show of the 2021-22 school year. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Our show, as always, is hosted by our wonderful friends here at Ison's Family Pizza. Some additional uh, great sponsors include Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. It's an all-Batesville show tonight. Later on, we'll have Lisa Galsman of Batesville Track, Michael Walker, the director of the Batesville Band Program, and also Danette Callahan, who heads up the Batesville Dance Team. But up first, it's my pleasure to introduce Batesville High School cheer coach, Jama Cleghorn. Hello, Jama. How are you? Hi. Nice to meet you. It is, it is a pleasure, and it's uh, so great to have you on the show tonight. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the cheer program. Before we talk about the program itself, want to talk a little bit about you how long have how long have you been doing this as the head coach for Batesville um so I'm gonna say I'm right around the 20 year mark wow (laughs) um yeah I started in shortly after I was up at IU and um was under Mark Ferguson um as the athletic director and I cheered at the high school when I was in Batesville high school so um Mark Ferguson kind of knew me and Mm. knew I had some interest in um contacted me and said yeah let's talk and I stayed here and I loved it um obviously I'm still here so I've loved it enough to stick it out this long yeah now I know that uh, we have we have a we have a little guest with us tonight that's Georgia talk a little bit about Georgia yeah Georgia's my little girl um she actually has a birthday this month oh happy birthday she um is kind of my tag along quite a bit um she tags along to practices tags along to games um so she's my little my little cheerleader of the cheerleaders. Now, does she know enough to be dangerous at this point? Or Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, your background prior to coaching, what was what was that for you as far as uh, cheerleading goes? Um, so I cheered when I was in junior high as well as um, in the high school level. Um, and then I went to IU, and IU is a whole other world of yeah. cheer. Um, they are an amazing um, program, but I was not ready for that level of competition. So, um, I just, um, that was kind of my cheer career. Right. Um, and then I've always just had a passion for Batesville. Um, and I still do. Um, I am involved as much as I possibly can be at the school corporation. Mm -hmm. I'm part of our education foundation. I'm, um, part of our, um, athletic programs. Um, I, not only coach, but I do the voice of the girls' softball team. So at their games, I announce their names. Um, so you could fill in for this show if I ever need some time off. You I could mean, come in to host the show. I, you could talk I, to Lisa, who's up I next, I could right? talk to Lisa, absolutely. Right. <laughs> well, you you'd mentioned something about the program at, at IU, and, the, and we were kind of touching on this briefly before we came on, is that there has really been such a change in cheer over the years, and you've had to you've had the opportunity to experience that once uh, as a student mm-hmm. athlete yourself and yes. now as a coach. I mean, this thing has really, really grown, and it's got, I mean, it's not just standing on the sidelines anymore, <laughs> you know, waving a pom-pom around. There's a lot to it. There is, and Brian Helvey and I have a lot of conversations all the time. He's like, can't you just keep them on the ground? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I I promise that me and my coaches work really hard to keep them safe and there are a lot of things that um 
you know, we, we take the time and we practice very simple things that the girls a lot of times are like, really, this is what we're starting with. And right. every year we start at that same basic level. Right. And then we build and build and build to more and more um, difficult stunt levels. Yeah. And um, again, as Brian Helvey will tell you, that his thing is, he's like, do you understand that you are the only sports that lifts people in the air <laughs> above your head? And you think that's okay. And I'm like, I've been around it enough. I think it's okay. Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, look at the national tension that brought the IU program when they got that basketball down off the top of the bat. You know, that's right. That's big time stuff yes, right there. Yes, it is. You mentioned uh, every year you're starting with the basics. And I guess whether it's cheerleading or anything else, you got to start with the fundamentals and you have to have that base there or nothing else matters. Absolutely. So we definitely focus on the basics. I mean, going all the way straight down to just working on motions versus the stunting levels of it. Um, but even in stunting, we start at the basics because every year it's a different dynamic of girls. And just because I tell people this all the time, just because you are a flyer one year doesn't necessarily mean the next year when the new group of girls comes in, you fit as that flyers so right. you might change your position um so it changes every year with each group of um, individuals that are with me right and so we have to start at the basics to figure out where everyone fits and belongs in the program each now, year now you mentioned the term for a flyer and i am familiar enough with cheerleading yeah. to know what that is but explain to uh, those that are listening they may not know what the positions sure. are there are positions in cheerleading there are um so you have what we call our main bases which are the girls who are actually on the ground lifting um someone and typically that person is above their head or at least at shoulder height. So that those are our bases. And then you have the flyer, which is typically the girl on top. Right. Um, and then you have what we call our back spot. So that back spot, um, again, as you said, things have changed over the years. But when we would go to camp, they, they'd always say that the spot was the save the person on top. Right. That's what their <laughs> job was, was the back spot. So um, that person... You know, a lot of times they don't necessarily get seen because they're behind the stunt. Right. But those are very critical people that no make kidding. sure that everyone is being safe and secure. And always, you know, I always tell them, make sure your eyes are up. Like, as much as you think your eyes should be somewhere else, your eyes should be up. Right. We're speaking with Jay McCleghorn, the uh, cheer coach out at uh, Batesville, and uh, talking about how much this, the uh, sport has changed over the years. And, and really, there's a tremendous amount of athleticism and choreography that's involved with that. And you look at some of the big-time things when you flip on ESPN or ESPN2 and you see those national competitions. I mean, it's it's they are jaw-dropping kind of performances. Absolutely. So, I mean... Good and bad for me is that I have not um, done a lot of the competitive world um, with Batesville Cheer. We have always kind of said Batesville Cheer is about the athletic programs that wow. we support. Um, we have done local competitions uh, in previous years, and I kind of always leave that up to the team because right. it is above and beyond what they are asked of each year. You right. know, I mean, we are which all, is a lot already. Yes, yes. so um, I know that every program says they're a year-long program but we truly are a year-long program as in we have the same girls for football that go into girls and boys basketball so um, when we we're not just conditioning all year long we are actually a part of our program pretty much all year so um, to ask them to do competitive programming on top of that right. is quite a bit extra time um, so I haven't had to do that myself very much and um, sometimes I'm thankful for that um, but at the same time, like, I love to watch it. I've been down to um, watch college nationals down oh. in Florida several times. Um, I used to take, like, this one group of girls would always want to go. So we would just, you know, book our trip and we'd go and we loved it. Right. Um, I loved it. it. gave me new, fresh ideas to watch and say, how can I incorporate those things? 
Um, so I like to watch those difficult changes that have happened when you see them on those national levels because it helps feed my idea um, pool. But I also know that there are some things that, like, at a high school level, you will never do. Um, right. I mean, and there are rules, obviously. I mean, there are things that they can do at a college level that we can't do. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that you can do at a high school level that our school corporation has asked us not to do. So a lot of times people will be like, well, why don't you do what that school does? I'm like, because we just don't have the, the ability to do it or we're not allowed to do it. Like, we just have to right. go with what, what our rules are. Is there a favorite season for the program? Oh, depends on who you're asking. Me as a coach... Um, Sorry, I know that my I know that there's football people listening. I love <laughs> basketball, but again, I'm a Batesville I'm a Batesville basketball person. So, yep. um, and I was I'm an IU fan, so basketball's always kind of sure. been in my blood. But um, would it have Would it possibly have anything to do with being in a climate controlled environment? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too. I mean, that does help, especially even as a coach. You know, when when football season is happening, I'm like, okay, this is our plan for Friday. Yeah. But you can't jump or kick or stunt if it's raining. So then I'm like, well, now you have to know this stuff. So it is much easier yes. at basketball. <laughs> but um, but then I will say in more recent years, our football fans at Batesville have been very exciting. So um, it has been a lot more excitement at our football field. Um, and then I think a lot of times it depends on your crew of cheerleaders because yeah. there are some crews that are like, oh, we are football cheerleaders. Like they love that season. And then they're like, do we really have to stay here for basketball? <laughs> and then I'm like, but this is the best part. So, um, I think it definitely depends on who you ask. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, it's always been basketball. Jamie Cleghorn again, joining us here on coach's corner, talking Batesville high school cheer. And, uh, what does this group do together outside of cheer? Oh, um, so we typically do a holiday get together, um, to spend some time together. Um, we also try to do some community service work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you will find us, I know like this past summer we, um, were part of, I think they called it Batesville days. I'm not sure. Sorry. Cause it's town of Batesville probably right now saying, really, you just got that wrong. But, <laughs> um, and we worked at little Charlie's for right. a whole afternoon, um, helping them with their game and their games that they had there to, you know, just be involved in our community. Um, Let's see. What else have we done together? Um, I can't even think all the things. I mean, um, I'm just not thinking of anything else right now. Um, But like I said, we have such a big time commitment. Sometimes um, I like to let them have their freedom. Yeah. Um, Away from me specifically. Now, I know that they all spend a lot of time together on their own. But away from me, I think they appreciate (laughs) some time. Yeah. you have a group of seniors. I do. And uh, yeah, with your season basically has mm-hmm. come to an end, you want to talk a little bit about your seniors Absolutely. and what they've meant to your program for the last four years? Absolutely. So uh, we had two seniors this year, Molly Weiler and Lindsay White. And both of them um, have just been incredible um, leaders for me. Um, I think, again, I go back to the dynamic that they create mm-hmm. and how when you have those two people who you know, are in the same program they are just very different leaders and very different personalities and it helps create such a good team relationship because we had those two there this year. Um, Lindsay 
would for a lot of times seem so soft-spoken, but yet she was always so organized on game day, ready to help out um, anybody. She was kind of that person that was behind the scenes saying, if you need help, let me know, and I'll be the person to help you outside of practice at the games. I'm ready to help you. Molly, uh, oh my goodness, I've known Molly so long, and Molly, she is that person that she is a go-getter and she wants to encourage everyone else to be that same person um and so she will i mean if she if somebody's not getting it she's like you need to get it because it's time (laughs) and i am very much that person as well so i think her and i are we're such kindred spirits that i um i mean i would just look at her and she'd be like i know I know, Jama, And uh, I just loved having her. Um, she may be a coach in waiting. Uh, she might be. She's probably right now going, no, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I absolutely adored having her. Um, they were just, they they helped our program so much. And it's those seniors every year that you can tell are the ones that help keep this program going. Right. And I'm always so thankful for their commitments over the years and their ability to help other people see how much fun it can be and encouraging people to stay with our program. Well, that's a great transition to my last question because um, I'm going to give you a chance to make a sales pitch here because you need, I mean, you need new kids coming up in order to, you know, in order to fill the void and and the more the merrier, as they say, how do kids get involved in Batesville Cheer? Absolutely. So um, Batesville Cheer, I'm actually getting ready to have my tryouts for the next upcoming school year um, in starting May 3rd through 5th. Um, they will actually see the registration link for tryouts being available tomorrow through the schools. Um, my biggest thing for anyone that is ever interested, I tell them, you know, always reach out to me. The more you can get to games and see what we do, mm-hmm. the better. Um, I, you know, we've actually started working and talking to our middle school coach to try to make sure that those middle school girls are getting more prepared as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I will be honest. I started. One of my assistant coaches um, was one of my very first cheerleaders, and she said she always tells me, "Do you remember that our freshman cheer squad was three people?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." And she's like, "But we." She goes, "We had fun. We've built the program." So I, you know, I started out my program when I started almost 20 years ago. I think we had eight cheerleaders. Um, as I had spoke to you off air about, there was a point in time when I was getting ready to have my little girl that I was trying to kind of retire or get out. And <laughs> yeah. at that point, how did that work for you? <laughs> yeah, that worked out great. <laughs> um, six years later, that's great. <laughs> um, no, so when I was leaving out of the high school, I had 30 girls, and I would love that oh. number again. Brian Helvey is right now saying, no, we do not want that number again. (laughs) But I loved it. Um, It gives you so many more opportunities of things that we can do. And the, um, I mean, when you take a a court with 30 girls out on the court, it creates creates an impression. Um, So I would love to find a way to get back to there, um, encouraging anyone. I mean, Typically, my squad is female, but we have had male cheerleaders in the past, and I'm always encouraging any gentleman that would love to come out and try. Um, I'm willing to work with you. Um, We actually have some former Batesville High School football players who have went off to college and cheered, and then they. So now I have a connection with them. So when we do have a male cheerleader that's interested, I'm able to connect with them and give them some guidance from a male college cheerleader to help them go. So. Um, 
I mean, my plea is anyone that's interested, start looking at the registration, whether it's eighth grade um, students at St. Louis, eighth grade middle schoolers from Batesville, um, or high schoolers. I, I'm I'm ready to take on as many as I can. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on the show tonight, Jama. I I truly enjoy watching and appreciate the effort and the hard work uh, that uh, your cheer squad puts in and, and others that do it as well, not just at Batesville. And uh, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show tonight and sharing some insight about well, the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's I a appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you very much. Thanks. That is uh, Jama Cleghorn. When we come back, we will be talking. We go back to track when we come back. The kind of Ryan's Batesville's uh, Lisa Gaussman will join us next on Coach's Corner after the short timeout on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. Thanks once again to Jay McClughorn, the Batesville cheer coach, for joining me in the opening segment of Coach's Corner tonight. I'm Bryce Kendrick, and our show is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, Bruns Gutswiller, and Safe Passage. We move from cheer to someone who is the biggest cheerleader I know when it comes to the sport of track and promoting it, track and cross country. That's uh, Batesville's Lisa Galsman. Coach, it's great to have you on the show. Good to see you again. Thank you so much for having me. It is uh, fantastic to have you here this evening. We are uh, right in the midst, the early stages of outdoor track season before we talk about outdoor there is a indoor season it it goes by so fast but uh hoosier state relays is always a big deal and uh in in seeing some of the information that came in your squad had uh, a very successful hoosier state we did our indoor season um was a lot of fun um and it kind of worked out really great for us of when it fell this year Mm -hmm. so we our spring break was early right and so the state meet we had a whole week to prepare for it. Yeah. Usually it's like you're trying to beg kids not to go on spring break right. or, you know, can you wait or can you come back early or whatever. But for us, it was like, okay, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're actually already home for a week. And so they were in a normal routine, which is always helpful. Yes, right? very much so. So if you show up, 
you know, you're trying to get them to compete after they've been on vacation or they, they want to leave for vacation right. or whatever. So it was just nice to have that normal routine for the whole week. And, of course, it paid off for us. Um, our highest um, place was our girls 4 by 8 They placed fifth place. And, you know, and I do want to point out, too, in the indoor state, they do have two classes, uh-huh. um, so which is nice. So this is the only time in track and field, really, that you're competing against your own class. So right. it was 1A to 3A and then the 4 and 5A and competed. And when we're speaking about the classes, it's really set up based on the football classification Correct. because there are six classes in yep. football. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so, anyways, um, so that's kind of nice. You know, and it is put on by the IATCC. Not really. It's not really an IHSAA event as well. Um, but that being said, still a lot of teams there. Um, but it is always great to compete against kind of your own school size. So the girls 4 by 8 relay um, was the highest place at 5th, and that was um, Megan Algar, Kaylin Beadle, Lily Pinkley, and Kaylee Raver. Um, and then we had two 7th place finishes, the boys 4 by 4 meter relay with Eli Pearson, Ian Losinger, Vonley Hund, and Benjamin Moster. And then the boys distance medley, which is a lot of the same names. Right. <laughs> um, and the distance medley consists of, for those people that really don't understand, you know, haven't heard of that, it's the 1,200 right. um, and 800 to 400 in the mile. And it's really, that's kind of exclusive to indoor, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that was Ian Losinger, Vonley Hunt, Darren Smith, and Benjamin Moster. And then um, our girls distance medley was eighth place. And that was Megan Algar, Katie Olson, Kaylee Raver, and Kaylin Beal. Now, with the with the uh, distance medley, since that is really, it's kind of a, for lack of a better term, a one-off. That's really just an indoor thing. Is that something right. that is that is hard for you for a coach to put together because it's not something that you're that that you, that you deal with on right. a daily basis? Um, what is kind of nice about it is you know a lot of the well the way this um, meet is set up, so they don't have a mile. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not doing an 800. You know, so you're not doing some of those individual events. So right. the only individual event. Um, as far as distance goes, is the is the two mile is the thirty two hundred, you know, and we did have other qualifiers um, that I should probably mention too because you know that was a huge accomplishment too. We did have um, twenty nine athletes that we took to wow. the meet, qualifying in twelve events. So um, Veronica King in shot put, Alex Murphy pole vault, Deacon Hamilton in the sixty meter hurdles, Lily Pinkley and Jake Chapman in the thirty two hundred meter run. Um, our 4 by 200 meter relay girls of Lily Meyer, Lizzie Nobby, Ella Moster, and Madeline Pullman. And also our girls 4 by 4 with Katie Olson, Cora Deputy, Ella Moster, and Madeline Pullman. And then, of course, the other relays that I talked about. Um, you know, so that was, you know, big, a big group that we took that we've never taken that big of a group before. So that was kind of cool. You talked about so, you talked about the number of athletes that you took. And there there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of drama that's involved because it's you know you compete in these indoor meets and you know you're waiting for these times and distances or whatever to come in from around the state you don't really know right. at you know when you finish with a meet am i in or not right so it's not like a qualifying time you have to you have to be um, one of the top you know well it depends and some some events you have to be in the top 16 some events you're in the top 24 and you have to kind of wait and see where you fall um after everything is declared or whatever. Right. So we right. knew um, by um, the beginning of the week, you know, who was who was in. So right. that was kind of cool. 
So as we transition now to outdoor, is it uh, is it something where uh, the kids are like, okay, we're ready to be outside or because every spring the weather is so crappy, can we just do the spring season indoors? How do they feel about that? Uh, well, we kind of wish that we were indoor last <laughs> Thursday. We oh, had, it was brutal. Oh, it was so crazy. The weather was, it changed. Are you a fan of grapple, by oh, the way? Yeah. I know. Did you like that? <laughs> Did you like that? Uh, yeah, I was like, I, I'm like, I didn't even know that was a word. Yes. And I looked I'm like, hey, we were, and I told the kids, I practiced, I said, do you know that you can say, I ran in grapple. Grapple. That's right. <laughs> I'm watching the, my high jump, you know, and I turn around because I want to watch the four by eight, and it is just pellet, pellet yeah. me in the face. And I'm like, how are they running? And, right. I, you know, it's hard to even watch it. Um, but anyways, you know, and then like. 20 minutes later, there's a rainbow, you know, right. and then the wind came and then it was cold again and we were all wet and cold and it was just a miserable night. But, you know, well, on a rel- spring sports. Yeah. <laughs> on a related note, uh, whether it's grapple or sleet or something like that, you mentioned the high jump. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when somebody is planning, like yeah. right there before they get to the bar, I mean, there's there's risk of something yeah. bad happening there. Yeah. I mean, you hopefully, I mean, it's always good to have the spikes on and it just depends on you know um where you're at and like they did shut down the pole vault so pole vault started and then when all that happened it was just getting too dangerous and sometimes the long jump is too dangerous to do because it depends on the board and um you know how slick things can get on the board so it's you know it's kind of a a meet and facility type of decision um so yeah (laughs) there are so many different facets to track whether it's a running event or a field event you know you I mean, running events you've got you've, you have the hurdles and, and the field events I mean there's there's jumping and, and throwing and uh, how do you when when kids are coming up out of middle school and and they've they've they're they kind of have I guess they're in a spot as, as they come up how often do they change from what they did in middle school to when they get into high school um, I, I do think that there is some change because it just depends you know um, you know, you have an eighth grader and now they had a whole summer or, you know, and a freshman, but maybe when they become a junior or senior, they look totally different, right? right. They could have grown, they could, their body changed or whatever. Um, so there are, you know, times that you definitely are changing. And I always let kids try, right. you know, you know, you want to try an event, let's try it. And sometimes us as coaches look and we're like, you know, I think we need to try them at, right. you know, uh, long jump or you know it could be a good you know yeah. whatever so you just kind of see um their makeup and different things that um you know you, you kind of notice right. on the track or when you're doing certain drills um to warm up and like you know how explosive they are or whatever and then you just talk to him in fact we just had a boy that um was practicing a little bit of pole vault today and i like you want to try it tomorrow? You know, it's like it didn't take much, you know, and he got, you know, he got it pretty easy. And we're wow. like, why don't we try it tomorrow? You know, so, um, you know, we, you know, you hope to find that niche for right. them early, but sometimes it changes. Right. You know, we were even talking about, um, um, my assistant coach, Garrett Yorn, you know, he was a distance runner, you know, all throughout. And then his senior year, he turned into a sprinter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, I mean, he had the speed and he didn't, you know, so it was like all of a sudden he's doing the 200 and the I four almost, by one. I almost and, see that more likely going the other way yeah. around from, from speed to, because, okay, you get to a certain point and you just, you're not quite there to where you can yeah. consistently compete with the fastest kids in the area. Okay, let's go middle distance mm-hmm. or go long distance. It's usually not the other way yeah. around. And sometimes, though, you know, um, depending on how you are as a, freshman and sophomore he was kind of scrawny i'm sure he's listening i'm sure you don't mind that i'm saying that you know but then you know you get to be a junior senior and 
you kind of, yeah. um, you know, get into weight room or whatever a little bit more. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, I could, I got some sprinting in me, you know, so. Anyways, we're speaking with Lisa Galsman, head coach of uh, Batesville Track, and I was asking about the transition because I competed in track in middle school, and uh, they had me, a little guy, at the time on hurdles. And so going from my eighth grade year to freshman, and you go from the standard hurdles to the high hurdles, and yet I didn't grow an inch, uh, you know, going 5-2 as a freshman, mm-hmm. uh, high, you know, high hurdles as 5-2 is not, uh, is not, was not yeah. best suited for me. And yeah. I said, okay, I'll, I'll end my track career. Yeah, right you know, yeah, sometimes you have that in, you know, as hurdlers, but then you can transition them maybe into 300 hurdles because they don't have the 300 hurdles in middle school. That sounds so, like too much work for you me. Know, <laughs> <laughs> if the form was pretty good in the, in the 110s, you know, yeah. then it's like, okay, let's, let's keep that form, but now let's, maybe we can do the 300s until you grow a little bit more or whatever, depending What's the, the what's the toughest thing for you to teach? Um, uh, well, I would probably, I'm not the pole vault coach, but I would think pole vault would be the one of the hardest. Um, I mean, you got to learn how to carry the pole, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just the right way. And sometimes when you're first learning, you drag it, you know, down the runway because it's hard to carry. And then you got to plant it right. at the right time and all that timing for that and, you know, and you want to like pull yourself up, but you really push on it to right. try. It. I, I mean, I think that's the hardest. Um, there's a lot of technique that goes into high jump as well. Mm-hmm. You know, all the field events are really, really. They there's so much technique that can go into it um, to get somebody, you know, to achieve like you know better than they could be mm-hmm. as far as that technique goes. Right. But I don't know, pole vault. I think would be. Hardest. <laughs> well, I think this is a pretty good transition to talk about some some of your athletes and and first of all, in general terms, where where's the strength of this Batesville team right now? Um, and maybe it's different for for the boys and the girls, right? So we do um, we are a little bit stronger this year. Um, I feel like in our um, in our sprints, mm-hmm. you know, um, our our distance is going to be solid again, and our mid distance is pretty solid. Um, you know, our weakness this year is trying to rebuild our field events. So, you know, we had our top two pole vaulter, pole vaulters and high jumpers were seniors, you know, um, Gabe Gunner, who went to the state in high jump, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we're, we're kind of rebuilding there. Um, we also have um, pretty young, young ones in the throws as well. Um, we have a couple seniors that are really working hard and building upon what they had last year so um you know we have that too and i mean our field events is kind of i think where we're going to be the weakest um and i think we're more solid you know on the oval so we're gonna have to try to steal some points here or there in the field events but then we need to really um be a powerhouse on the oval to help us um down the road not only to have have you know the the top athletes finish way high up in the standings but also have that depth where you get points mm-hmm. in that you know that right. second tier group i mean that's so mm-hmm. important to, to scoring well in track right and that's you know and that's what we're going to really need to count on when it comes to conference and sectionals and things like that so um you know that we have somebody that scores up in the top if not the top but then somebody else that's right you know close behind so that we can get some high points when you're talking 10 8 6 you know when you're getting up there in the invitationals right when you get a score all eight places yes um you know and so then the girls are kind of the we're kind of in the same situation um um and it's really uh, all the same events it kind of seems like you know 
we um, are going to be a pretty solid and of course the mids and the distance now we're not as deep um in the girls um our numbers are kind of a little bit lower in the girls we had a few um just that didn't come out this year for various reasons um so we you know we have to stay healthy right um or the boys we have a little bit more options to play with um but the hell you know a healthy batesville high school girls team um you know, we're going to be pretty, again, pretty solid on the Oval. Um, we have a couple of strong freshmen that came up, like Veronica King is a freshman that, you know, went to state and shot put. And so that would be nice to have a good, solid shot put, shot putter um, and, um, you know, and hopefully discus. But, again, we don't, we're not very deep in those areas. Um, and we have some that came back in um, pole vault that will, you know, that will probably do well there. Um, but yeah. So we were uh, exchanging information this afternoon. You were telling me that this you have a lot of seniors mm-hmm, on this I team. Do. So I want to give you an opportunity here to, to mention mention your seniors yeah. here before we, before we let you go. Yeah. So I have sixteen boys. Um, only one that's new. Um, all the other ones have been on the team, um, and one that decided to join us this year, which we're glad to have. Um, so <clears throat> our boys are Jalil Chappell. Kyler Dalton, Nate Deputy, Jacob Garrett, he's a new one, um, Zach Gutzler, um, he didn't come out last year, but he's he came back out this year, Chase Hamilton, Bonley Hunt, Kaysen Hughes, Ian Lissinger, Benjamin Moster, Alex Murphy, Will Nuring, Eli Pearson, Darren Smith, Will Thomas, and Derek Van Sickle. And then the girls, I have four. <laughs> so, <laughs> four seniors. Um, but, you know, they're at least kind of a little more rounded as far as all the grades go. I have, you know, 16 seniors, one junior. (laughs) This is boys, right? Nine sophomores and 13 freshmen, you know, so next year. Um, But uh, the four girls are um, Lily Meyer, Katie Olson, Lily Pinkley, and Carly Pride. Wow. You know, and at least I have some juniors behind them and, you know, a group of sophomores and Freshman. All right. So, any sportscast going forward since since you since you read off that sheet and you actually <laughs> gave me the pronunciations of those names, if I screw anything up in a sportscast, it's nobody's fault but my own. Yeah. All right. So you got those two. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to know how to spell, but you know, you have to know how to talk. And, and well, yeah. actually, now I have to put stuff on. You know, I have to type it in on the website. I got to make sure it's spelled correctly too. But you do you do such a great job with yeah. your reports. I mean, it's all right yeah. there, and I really really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, before I let you go. Any big surprises so far out of this group? Um, well, um, not, not not quite yet. Like some of my kind of knew that that was going to happen. Um, I'm I'm excited to see um, really, like I said, the sprinters. I feel uh-huh. like have been really working hard, um, and I feel like we've started off stronger in the sprinting. Right. Um, area this year, so I am. I'm very excited about that to see um, how that would transpire, and I think our um, that we could put together some really good like four by one teams and have some good sprinting. And I also just wanted to mention, um, just because we found out that um, our both our girls and boys four by eight got invited to the Franklin Central Showcase Invitational, nice. um, which is Friday. Um, at Franklin Central, so you have to you definitely you have to hit a standard and like be one of the top 
16 to right. go. So that's fantastic. Um, so it would be that same group right. kind of that was at um, the indoor. So we're excited um, to see how we can compete against the big dogs that there is, at Franklin Central on Friday. That is fantastic. Well, I wish you guys all the best with that. And, and it's, uh, it's great to have you in here and talk a little Batesville track. And, and certainly I wish you uh, warm weather and no grapple in the meets ahead. Hopefully tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it would be nice to, I mean, just to compete without rain. That's all we've had. I mean, I would Especially, love to have called everybody up and said, hey, can we practice right. yesterday? It was so nice. <laughs> Supposed to be upper 60s and only a slight chance of rain tomorrow. So Yeah, we're in Indiana. That's true. That's true. Lisa, thank you so <laughs> much. Right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Lisa Galsman, Batesville track coach. Uh, we're going to take another commercial break. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking Batesville High School Band. Stay with us. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious pollockfish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, free delivery and caring for their customers' needs has been their way of business for over 30 years. It's not something new and will always be what George's family values, you and your family. It's easy to switch. Go to georgespharmacy.com and request your transfer or call any of their 10 George's locations. We are here for you. Free delivery before, now, and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Is your business network equipped to handle 2022? Get fast, reliable internet now with speeds up to 1 gig. From small storefronts to large enterprise, schools, and healthcare, Great Plains Communications scalable technology solutions are ready to fit your needs. With local teams backed by over a century of experience, local service with a global connection. Contact us today at 833-341-2324 or gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank... uh... Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. Final scheduled Coach's Corner show of the 21-22 school year continues from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. In addition to the great folks at Ison's, we thank Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, for helping sponsor the show. Appreciate Batesville track coach Lisa Gausman joining me in the last segment. We turn our attention now from sport to music and welcome in Batesville High School Band Director Michael Walker, along with students. To- Say it again. Tacoa. Tacoa. Tacoa Felice and Avery Jones. It's a pleasure to have all three of you on the show tonight. Thank you so much for coming down. Thanks for having us. Michael, first of all, uh, before we go any further, a happy birthday to you. A milestone birthday today. Yes, yeah, 50 years old. It's it's very surreal. And uh, you've been uh, getting texts and messages and stuff uh, celebrating the big day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, from uh, from all over, back from when I was young, all the way to you know recent friends. <laughs> and cake is on the way. Yes. Do we have a do we, do we have a favorite flavor of cake? Uh, well, uh, I like chocolate cake with vanilla icing or vanilla cake with chocolate icing. Either way, the it's, inverse it's good works. for me. Yeah. It works for you. Well, it's it's great to have you guys here. And uh, 
right off the bat, we need to talk about, you have some fantastic news about what uh, your group of band students just did. Yes, we just went to the ISMA uh, Band Festival, which is a, um, a evaluation of our uh, actual musical performance. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's ranked gold, silver, uh, bronze, and participation. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you go for the gold just like what you would do for the Olympics. Right. Um, and we went there, and we brought home the gold. So, How about that? Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. It was an amazing piece of work from our students. They worked extremely hard to make sure uh, that we put on our, our put our best foot forward and played with a really strong um, musical maturity. So it was it was great to hear, great to see. Now, um, when when you put together. Uh, a performance like that, how many pieces of music are we talking about? It's three pieces. Okay. Um, three pieces of music. Uh, they have to have different styles. So okay. we started off with a march, which, by the way, was our um, the world premiere of our march that was written for Batesville High right. School. In I heard about that. Uh, so we performed uh, that, and then a lyrical piece of music, which is really where we find out what kind of band we are, because the softer and the, and the more melodic music that we play... Mm-hmm. Um, is a lot more challenging. It, on the page, it looks simple. On right. you know, when reality is, it's right. very hard. And our last piece we call Festivo, and that's kind of our barn burner. It's right. just lots of excitement, and it was it was a lot of fun. Now, now, can I uh, dare say that probably the the third piece was probably the favorite of the students? Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> no, Avery says no. But Avery, what was it for you? Um, it was probably Grace because I'm fairly good at counting, and I didn't play much, so. I could just sit back and relax <laughs> okay. and not have to do much. And and what instrument do you play in the band? Um, I'm in percussion, percussion, so that varies from suspended cymbal, triangle, to the snare drum, bass drum. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. And Tako, how about you? Um, I play the clarinet, and my favorite song that we performed was probably Festivo. Yeah. <laughs> Now, who who has the powerhouse parts in that, or is it is it every you know is everybody's got a big chunk of you know just kind of letting loose on a song like that? Oh, everybody, everybody yeah. gets a chance to shine. Um, everyone's got it's it's a really interesting piece. It's it's a it's a conversation. Okay. So it's you have the woodwinds having a conversation with the brass and percussion, mm-hmm. and it's one of the strongest, loudest um, percussion pieces that we have played all year. It's just so intense and strong and we go from playing you know moderately to just speeding up and and playing like racehorses going yeah. as fast as humanly possible so it's great it's got a great build up to mm-hmm. it uh Tico, how long have you been playing clarinet and was that the first instrument that you picked up um i've been playing clarinet since fifth grade and i'm a sophomore now so However long that it's is, it's about that long. Yeah. Don't ask. It's it's too late in the day to do math. So you and I, we can we can skip on that part. You've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Um. And the first instrument that I started playing was piano, and and then it was clarinet, and then I picked up guitar. Wow. Now, see, I picked up I picked up piano on my own. I, I will I will say that I took three months worth of lessons, but I stopped. I broke my mom's heart, but uh, there was a lot of conflicts in my schedule. And uh, I, I had a pretty good ear for music, so I ended up being self-taught. Now, one thing I would love to do, and I've tried to and I just can't, I would love to play guitar. My son is a gifted guitarist, and he's tried to teach me, and I just I, I, I just can't do it. So, I mean, clarinet, piano, and guitar, that's that's pretty well-rounded. And I own a saxophone. And a saxophone, no <laughs> kidding. How long have you dabbled in the saxophone? Um, Not too long. I got the... I got my own saxophone for Christmas, and 
I'm not very good at it, but I experiment with it, and I can play some simple things. So, how much how much similarity is there, uh, Michael, between a clarinet and a saxophone? I know we're talking about a reed type instrument. Mm-hmm. What's what's the complexities and differences between the two? Those two instruments are are about as similar as you can get between oh, okay. two different kinds of instruments. Okay. So the fingerings are very very similar. So yeah. once you if you if you play clarinet, transitioning to saxophone isn't that hard. If you're a saxophone player and we want you to transition to clarinet. Same kind of thing. That's the only two instruments that uh, in the woodwind family that would really transfer to each other. It is more difficult to transition from saxophone to the clarinet, so it's better to start with clarinet Mm -hmm. because clarinet is one of the more difficult instruments to play. All right. Uh, Avery, you mentioned that you play percussion. Uh, How long ago did you start, and was percussion the very first thing that you gravitated to? So I have been playing percussion i've been in percussion since i was in sixth grade and it was technically the very first instrument i ever picked up mostly because since i was little i've been banging on drums because (laughs) my dad was in um several bands um drumming and i've always just had an interest in it and so in like fifth grade when we got to look at the instruments and see what we wanted to play in sixth grade band i immediately was like I want to do percussion, and I didn't even test out any of the wind instruments. I'm still kind of mad about it, honestly, because I don't know <laughs> if I can play those instruments. So, well, but, you still you still have time. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Freshman and you, time to learn on the side too. Yeah, it's like uh, I mean, yeah, you know, when when you guys go in the band room and you're working on those pieces, I mean, that's that's not the time. I mean, that's where you kind of work on everything as a group. But the mm-hmm. real work is when you mm-hmm. put it in at home, is it not? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well. I- what we what I like to tell them is that you know when you're at home that's the time to practice on your individual stuff. When we get into our our rehearsals, that's the time to fix ensemble issues. So, all right. Um, I was talking with Coach Gaussman and track, um, and I, I can use a similar analogy. There's so many different facets of track, and you have to have you know people in positions everywhere in order to make the team successful. There's no different in band. You have so many different instruments out there, and you have to have people to, uh, kids to be able to play those different instruments in order for you to get the type of results that you want with whatever piece it is you're playing. What What is one or two of the more difficult instruments to get somebody to play that might be new to band that they just haven't picked it up on their own? Well, uh when when we start talking about uh, and, and we just went through this process uh, with the middle school with our director uh, Casey Reason was that we have these things that we called endangered instruments and those are the endangered things endangered instruments right kind of like the animals and the, and the and the cell is to <laughs> say hey hey look you know there's there's endangered animals we don't don't want them to go away well right. there's also endangered instruments and it's just the instruments that. You know, people don't look at it and go, wow, I really, you know, nothing is going to make me more uh, impressed by anyone in school than being the tuba player. Right. You know, even though I'm a tuba player, you know, I, I, I hate to hear that, but it's the most important <laughs> instrument in the band. So we, we have, I've always tried to guide um, students to the oboe, to the bassoon, mm-hmm. to the French horn, and to the tuba. Those right. are the endangered instruments. And right. when you can get those, um, you know, the first thing I always say is you've got to have tuba player. Without the tuba, there is no band. It just, it, if you, if you want to use the music analogy, it would be listening to rock and roll or hip hop and turning the bass all the way off and just enjoying the music. You won't. It right. just, I mean, that, that beat is what keeps you going. Yeah. So, um, we got to fill up the tuba. The horn 
um, is probably my favorite instrument. It's the instrument that gets all the best parts. Mm-hmm. But it's the French horn. It's just right. it's not something that people look at it unless you are like uh, into drum corps or stuff like that. The horn just doesn't really translate. Right. And same with the oboe and bassoon. They're just not the the um, up in front of you right. instruments that everybody wants to play. So we fill out. So those are the ones that we try and get. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned the French horn when mm-hmm. I when I was in middle school. That was the instrument that I ended up playing last. I played really? trumpet before that. Mm-hmm. Is it more difficult to transition from trumpet to French horn or the other way around? I think it's it's harder to go from trumpet to French horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they both have very small mouthpieces, yes. the, the difference between trumpet and horn, um, the mouthpiece is a little bit smaller, but the, the what we call the partials are closer together. Right. So those partials, um, so when you, uh, there's between one and five, and you, you as you're going up the scale, uh, on trumpet, the, the open notes are basically the same thing you would hear in, the, in like in taps. Right. In horn, there's a lot more notes in there without having to put anything down, and so you have to have a really good ear right. to play horn. And here, I thought my band director was just trying to hide me, so you know, I end up getting I get a get a premier instrument. I actually enjoyed I actually enjoyed playing that. Uh, Tacoma, what what type of music do you like to play more than any other? Is, it, is there a particular particular style or genre of music that you like more than others? Like playing on the clarinet? Yeah. Um, not really. I just really like playing the clarinet. I play mostly anything as long as it's challenging for me. Wow. Because if it's if it's not challenging, then I get too bored and I don't want to play it. Wow. Somebody that doesn't back down. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Uh, Avery, what about you? Avery Jones. Um, I really don't have a favorite. I do enjoy seeing a lot of my peers um, be challenged as well as myself when playing Festivo. Right. And I think it's a good way to practice counting, like with Grace. Um, that was a really slow piece. And I think... Is that harder for you as a percussionist to try to keep time on a slower pace thing than something that's more like, you know kind of bobbing your head around too. He's like dum, 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 dum. um i feel like it's kind of the same with both faster and slower pieces because i feel like if you get to be counting a slower or keeping the beat for a slower piece you may get too slow or try to speed up a little bit same with festivo i feel like at some point um there may be times where you feel like it needs to be faster so you try to make it faster but it's so you might Ah, I don't know what words. But, um, I don't know. It's kind of both ways. Michael um, Michael Walker is with us, uh, the band school, uh, the director of the band over at uh, Batesville High School. And uh, Michael, um, when you're up in front of your group, um, I know that one thing when I was in band that that I always always heard my band instructors say, "Head up, head up, keep your head up," because you you need to you need to have that connection there. You need to see what's going on. Um, as uh, as somebody that is trying to direct the band, and and I mean, there there it is obviously very important that they're watching you so that that time is kept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the time is important. Yes, I want them to look up. I mean, it, it's it's challenging to um, to be a musician because you you are reading the music and you're getting into it and you get sometimes get lost in it. as a as a player i yeah. always get lost in sure. it so i'm like oh you know i probably should look up because yeah. the time is changing um the one thing and but they're very good about that is is make, making sure that they're 
they're staying with me. And that's one of the, the great things about this band is that they follow direction very well. And they, and they, they are really um, listening a lot better. The one thing that I think is, is more important that I have them working on outside of just um, looking at me is, they're, uh, is the posture side of it. Because if you slouch, right. you're cutting off your lungs. And right. if you sit up straight, you're getting a lot right. more air supply. Yes. So when they have it's that It's not air, all about just presentation when you're, when you're right. saying sit up straight, yes. Right. So, so with that, and then um, as, as we, uh, we talk about all the time, and, and there's this little triangle symbol that they were making a few seconds ago that you couldn't see on the radio, um, <laughs> is, is, is balance. Very well and, done, by the way, yeah. ladies. Good job. Good job. Is okay. balance and blend and making sure that... You know, we sound like one ensemble. When it, when it's played right, it kind of almost sounds pipe organish, um, and that's what they sounded like this past weekend. Um, but when if you hear like one or two instruments stick out, then the the band just just doesn't sound as good. But right. they have really, and that that takes a lot of musical maturity, and mm -hmm. that's something that they have excelled at uh, as this year has gone by. Yeah, you just can't have a particular instrument or group of instruments overpower everybody else because you need the flavor of everything in order for it to, to come across the way you want it to. Right. Yeah. Um, next after, I mean, you just brought home the gold. Mm -hmm. um, as I understand, state is next, yes? We're, we're looking to see if we can do that. There's, okay. a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts that go into it. We are in the, in, in the band world in the very busiest time of the year. As, oh. we have, as we just finished our festival, we are now preparing for the uh, spring musical. Okay. So a lot of the band we are rehearsing uh, right now, we just got left rehearsal. All right. Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, and then next week, it's all week. And right. then the week after that is the musical. The week after that, we have our jazz and agile ensemble and steel drum concert, which is wow. on a Thursday. And then our spring concert for the band, where we're introducing... Uh, we'll play Festivo. We're obviously going to play our new March again, and then we're going to add some new songs right. um, so that it, you know, it, it's exciting for the audience as well. So we have a lot going on between now and and May sixth. So well, it sounds like it. Yeah. So we're 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 exploring those options. We we are eligible. Right. So um, you know, we'll keep you posted. Uh, Avery, what's some of the fun stuff you're working on right now for the spring festival? For the spring concert. concert? Spring concert. Yes. Um, so we are playing as piece called All the Pretty Little Horses. It's a shorter piece, but it's very slow, much like Grace. Mm -hmm. And for our spring concert, we'll be replacing Grace with All the Pretty Little Horses. And we'll also be playing our March and Festivo. And is that all? Southwest Saga. Southwest Saga and How to Train Your Dragon. Wow. And we've got a piece for just about everyone. We've got a piece for Mr. Walker. That's All the Pretty Little Horses. Mm -hmm. um, the March is for Derek, the man that wrote the march for us. Um, we also have Southwest Saga, that's for the audience. How to Train Your Dragon, that's for us. And Festivo, I think that's for everyone. I like, I like how you're kind of targeting, you know, mm -hmm. so many different uh, people and groups. That's great. What's, uh, what's the favorite uh, of the new pieces that, that you're putting together for the spring? The spring fling. How about that? We'll call it the spring <laughs> fling. I really enjoy Southwest Saga. It's fast-paced, and there's a cool clarinet part in it where we get the melody, and it's kind of a Western-sounding oh, song. Wow. And um, I'm really excited for All the Pretty Little Horses, actually, which seems to be an unpopular opinion <laughs> because of how slow it is. But um, I got to pick who got which part for my section, the mm -hmm. clarinets, so I gave myself the third part, and I'm letting 
uh, we had two freshmen that joined at the semester. So they've only been playing clarinet for like three months now. Right. And they've improved so much. Oh, so I um, am giving them the chance to play like the second part and a solo for all the pretty little horses. And I'm really excited to see how they do with it. Now, I like the way that you're describing this because I'm assuming this hasn't changed. You still have first chair, second chair, and stuff like that? Or, or, or how, does that, how does that work today? Some people still, uh, some band directors still like to do chair challenges. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. And, and the reason why is I, I want everybody to have an opportunity to play every part. Sure. That's going to make a better band. So uh, we rotate. So during festi- uh, during um, uh, Grace and Festival and all the marches, the kids will get up in the middle of the concert and they will move to a different chair and right. play those different parts. It just it allows everyone to have that opportunity to play those those important parts to get the melody. Um, so I, I really like that, and I think that it makes a better band because you're not just getting stuck if if, if you are. Um, if you need more work right. uh, playing, you're not just always stuck on the bottom part. You still have the opportunity to improve, and I think that, that works really, really well for our students. That's fantastic. Uh, before I let you guys go, uh, one, uh, Michael, I want to give you a chance to promote anything that's coming up that uh, the public might be interested in, and then also kind of a sales pitch for your program on how kids can get involved in, in band. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the uh, upcoming events on May 6th, which is Friday, May 6th, is our spring concert, uh, the Batesville High School Band Spring Concert. Um, it's at 7 p.m. at the Batesville High School Auditorium. And the day before that, on May 5th, is our um, steel drum band, which is led by uh, Casey Reason, who's the band director of uh, Batesville Middle School. And he also does a Gili Ensemble, which is the instrument, these um, instruments from Ghana, which we have wow. about 30 of those instruments at the middle school. And they're really fantastic, and it's a really exciting thing. And then our uh, baseball high school jazz band will be performing about five songs, and there'll be a uh, special surprise guest that I'll wait until the concert. <laughs> I want that. I'm, I'm trying to hold on to that. Oh, um, I so, like teasers. Yeah, it's a great time with the jazz band in our winter concert, and so we've been working really hard to bring this these uh, less less holiday-ish right. jazz pieces. So we'll play uh, songs like uh, Birdland and uh, uh, oh my gosh. What's the moon one? Oh, mo- the- uh, Moon Dance from okay. Van Morrison. Oh, yeah. And a couple other ones. So jazzy versions of that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It sounds like it. Well, um, and, yeah, go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say, and then the sales pitch. Yes. Uh, so our we are getting ready to transition after May 6th into the 2022-2023 season. Right. So we will uh, start spinning up our marching band program uh, again to get ready for next year. Um, our show for next year is called Classic Rock, but it's spelled R-A-C-H. So it's a mixture of the music of uh, composer uh, Rachmaninoff uh-huh. with the music of Queen and Led Zeppelin. How so about that? It's a lot of fun. That so, sounds like a lot of fun. So we're spinning that up. If students, you know, it's never too late to join band. And right. and like Takoa was saying a little while ago, we had two students that just picked up the clarinet in January and absolutely are, are doing amazing work. Um, actually, uh, one of our students, Nao, uh, they, they just played an amazing solo um, during Grace, uh, and it was phenomenal, and I'm super proud of them, and, and just, I, I couldn't be more happier. Um, but it's never too late. Right. We, if you are willing to work and you want to be a part of this band, you can. Okay. Just just say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to do the time, and we'll make it work. 
Um, there's also our color guard, which is going to be spinning up as well. Oh, yeah. and, and color guard is is kind of the visual aspect of the band. Mm-hmm. And so our uh, our color guard program is going to start actually tomorrow. It's not too late to join color guard as well. So tomorrow from three thirty to five, we're going to start spinning up our color guard program as well. Um, and for students that are part of the high school, uh, if you would like to be a part of guard, we would love to have you. Love to have you join. Um, join our family and, and get ready for the 2022-2023 season. Oh, that's fantastic. You guys have been a pleasure. Really enjoy you coming in tonight. Uh, Michael Walker, Takoa Felice, and Avery Jones, thank you so much for your time tonight. Wish you all the best. Uh, good luck with the uh, spring concert coming up and uh, all the other things you have planned between now and the end of the year. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a pleasure. really, really has. We are going to uh, take a commercial break. When we come back, uh, Danette Callahan will join me. We'll talk a little bit about the dance program at Batesville High School. You're listening to Country 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious pollockfish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful calendar staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Hurt and Elko, celebrating 50 years of business. Do you want to lose weight but need help getting started? On May 24, join Margaret Mary Health for the next session of the Live Well Now program. This 10-week series is based on research that shows the best way to lose weight is by making small lifestyle changes you can stick to. Taught by dietitians, the program covers everything from meal planning and cooking to exercise and stress management. To learn more, call 812-933-5602. That's 933-5602. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there on 103.9 WRBI. Thanks once again to Batesville Band Director Michael Walker along with band members Sakoa Felice and Avery Jones for joining me a few moments ago. I'm Bryce Kendrick and Coach's Corner is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, Bruns Gutswiller, and Safe Passage. In our final segment of the night, last but not least, we are going to talk about the Batesville dance team. So we just had band and song, so this is the dance part of the song and dance section. Yes, we're uh, speaking with... uh, 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 Danette Callahan uh, with uh, Batesville Dance. And, Danette, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming down on a Monday night. No problem. Thank you for having me back. It is a pleasure. How how long have you been involved with the dance program at Batesville? This is my 10th year. Wow. So an anniversary for me. I'm calling it the Decade of Danette. <laughs> the Decade of Danette. That's fantastic. You know, as we were talking with um, uh, the cheer coach earlier and how much 
cheer has changed over the years. You've been doing this now for 10 years. How much, mm-hmm. how much have you seen dance change at the high school level over oh the last gosh. 10 years? So many changes. Um, yeah, I'm not the, the first coach, obviously. It existed right. before I got here. And I think the first year that I coached, there were eight dancers on the squad. Uh-huh. Uh, and we just had the high school team, just the varsity. Yeah. Uh, and 10 years later, we're pushing 80 in the program. Oh, my. And we have um, varsity we have the middle school team, um, and then we also have an intermediate school team. So we've just been working on growing the program and getting more involvement across the district, which has been amazing. Now, it's it's you're, you're not just doing stuff that is that is within the school itself. There are other things that you, outside of the school, with your kids. Tell us a little bit about that. Correct, yeah. So our, our season's pretty long. We run about a 10-month season. Oh, and we start uh, in May with tryouts and then um, go to dance camp in July uh, and then we hit football season and so we start with spirit Um, so we do select football and basketball games uh, and then we hit what is what is our season which is the winter season and competition season so we do compete outside of the school uh, which we just wrapped up yesterday Um, and uh, we do that at the high school level actually we do it at all three levels the intermediate school competes as well so yes and and where do you travel to go to these competitions they're local uh, primarily especially for the little ones Uh, so we actually host uh, one of the competitions at Batesville nice Um, but East Central Franklin County Lawrenceburg all hosts as well Uh, and then state is at East Central again and then uh, nationals was at the Lawrenceburg Event Center um uh, just this past weekend. How was that uh, attended, by the way? Is that is that something where uh, I mean, not just the the parents and you know maybe a few relatives, but I mean, what what type of audience does a does something like that draw? Right. So uh, the regional that we hosted was it was jam packed. There were four hundred dancers. It was our biggest <sighs> one to date, which was wonderful. <laughs> uh, and so you know at least at least a parent or two in there for each one of them. And there's always some grandmas that are like the biggest fans of the team. Uh, so I would say. Uh, probably close to a thousand people in attendance just at that one regional. Oh my gosh! Uh, so at the event center, it was standing room only. Tickets sold out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when the when the kids are performing, and, and I've gone to enough high school events, and I and I've seen your kids uh, perform. Mm-hmm. They do such a fantastic job. So Thank compliments you. to you and all of the hard work that they put in. And you know. Um, you know, this is a a coach's show, and it you know a lot of times we talk about sports, but you know your dancers are they're athletes. Yes, they are athletes. Yes. and uh, it's uh, talk a little bit about the commitment that they have to make in order for your program to be successful. Uh, well, it, it's very similar. You can compare it to to basically any other sport where mm-hmm. uh, you know they're they're dancing with us or playing with us Uh, but then they also dance at studios so it's kind of like select playing so if you're on a select team for soccer or for baseball or or whatever it might be so they practice with us the varsity three days a week but then they're also over at studio on the other three days dancing so it's it's a a, you know everyday commitment for them Um, and uh, you know the better they get at studio then the better the team looks Um, so there's a lot of technical training that goes into dance um, that you might not know if you weren't you're trained to watch it Um, so you know when they can turn you know do a turn sequence with four six eight 
32 turns, that's that's pretty impressive to you know do that all on one foot while balancing your whole body. Yeah, the, the whole technical aspect, uh, you know, my, my wife and my youngest daughter are big fans with Dancing with the Stars, and I've tried to sit yes. down and watch that, and I feel like I'm totally lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have a tremendous appreciation for, for what they're what they're able to do, and again, uh, kudos to, to your group and, and what they do. So you mentioned that you were just, uh, you, you got through uh, competition, but what were some of the more... Um, successful performances uh, that you had uh, with your most recent competition? Uh, so uh, we we can compete in a lot of different categories. This year we chose to compete in jazz, kick, which is our favorite, and I think a crowd favorite here in Batesville, yeah. uh, and uh, lyrical, which the girls really enjoy. Um, and so I'd say our, our probably our favorite performance is our jazz mm-hmm. um, because it's just a high-energy, really fun routine. Uh, and so that one actually placed uh well we placed um at state second across the board wow. um in every routine uh, which was wonderful Fantastic. we were really pleased with that thank you um and then at nationals we went up against um more teams so they're from ohio kentucky michigan indiana uh and so we placed that right down second and kick fourth in jazz and sixth in lyrical uh and then they take your top scoring routine which for us was our jazz Mm -hmm. and they invite you back to what's called the best of the best competition which was yesterday right uh and you then are kind of pitted against every other routine not just in the jazz category but you're going against hip-hop and kick and lyrical and open and palm uh, and we placed sixth out of uh, 14 teams. Oh, that's uh, great. So made, yeah, with a showcase star rating, which is the highest rating you can get for a classic team, which is what we, the division that we're in. Uh, and so, yeah, we were super proud of the, the team for how hard they worked and for upping their score just from Saturday to Sunday even. Um, when you when you go to these different events and you're watching the other schools compete, the performances that they put on, are there things that you say, you know what, I would like our kids to do that. Do you, Absolutely. Do you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we make such good friendships with the other teams that are there. So it's a really unique thing, I think, to dance. Um, so we have some some sister teams that, uh, you know, we're following on Instagram and they're following us. And you can look at some of those teams that are select, which is the category above us, right. uh, and really just look at how well their program is run, uh, you know, just the technique and, and our, the growth opportunity that we have to kind of, you know, continue to push up to that select level someday. Now, you mentioned growth, and it's not only uh, in performance, but you also want to grow the program in numbers. How, how's the team doing num- numbers-wise right now? Numbers-wise, we're pretty deep right now, yeah. which is great. Um, you know, for the, I, I wrote it down again, uh, for the intermediate team, we had 36 this past Holy year. Holy uh, Broken out into three different teams, so they competed in different categories Uh, and then on the BMS team we had 25 Uh, and the high school team is actually the smallest team we're at 12 Um, so as we see those numbers continue and and at BIS we had to cut it off just you know Right. ratios for coaching to kids um, at 36. The the first year we did it, we had 50, uh, which was crazy, um, but good that right. the interest was there. So um, our hope is that as we see these numbers continue to... As everybody moves up to the high school level, you hope right. to see those numbers go up we as well. We hope to see those numbers go up and that hope that we would maybe be able to have a, a junior varsity in the next few years. Right. So that's probably our growth opportunity right there. Um, to, you know, kind of establish that junior varsity and then the varsity team. Well, it's uh, just like with any sport, you have to have kind of a feeder system, Mm -hmm. and uh, it sounds like uh, that the numbers are are really, really strong there. If somebody wants to get involved in dance at Batesville, how do they go about doing that? 
well, we actually we have tryouts for the high school team and the middle school team, and then the BIS team is actually a lottery system. Right. So uh, they're a little too young to do that cut process. We feel uh, so we we take up to our quota, um, and then we assign them to teams kind of based on their interests. Um, and then at the middle school, uh, their season uh, is November to February. Mm-hmm. And they have tryouts uh, in the fall. So when they get back to school, uh, they'll announce, do announcements for anyone at, at BMS that wants to try out. Uh, the team is co-ed. Um, and we have in the past had male dancers. And it's always so much fun to have the gentleman on the team. So if you've got a guy out there that's interested in dancing, send him our way. Because, you know, would definitely have room for that in the program. Um, and then at the high school, we're actually trying out uh, in a few weeks. So... Um, our clinic will be May 9th through the 13th, yeah. uh, and the tryouts are May 14th, which is a Saturday. Um, and so if you are going to be an incoming 9th through 12th grader at Batesville High School, um, there will be announcements going out tomorrow uh, to at Batesville and then also at St. Louis. Um, so, uh, And if you're a transfer student maybe coming to Batesville, you just have to reach out to the athletic department, and they'll put you in contact with me. Are there certain types of pieces certain types of music that uh, the kids really really get into and and how much how much input do the kids have as far as selecting what you want to do as a group they have a lot of input actually oh, that's great. <laughs> um, I, I like to uh, we like to mix it up so we don't like to be predictable um, I think our fans are a little more demanding than that uh, uh-huh. they like to see you know a, a variety of things uh, so they get the the, uh, the team definitely um has input they'll hear a song they'll be inspired by something they'll say hey what about this i I get texts all the time (laughs) to listen to this song what do you think um and so we'll kind of narrow them down and then we'll say you know what's the costuming what's the concept what Mm -hmm. does this look like and then we'll decide kind of which ones we want to focus our energy on uh for for regular season and then for comp competition season now you mentioned you only have 12 kids at the high school level Mm -hmm. how many of those are seniors and who are they no seniors. No seniors. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no seniors. Well, that's kind year. of a good and a bad thing because, yeah. you know, no, nobody's walking away from the program and you don't right. get you don't get those hugs yet. But Not uh, yet. Yep. But uh, so you've got, uh, wow, a young bunch. A young bunch. A lot bunch. of underclassmen. Yes, which is which is great. So, um, and they, they did so well this year. Um, it, it'll be great to see what they can pull off next year. Um, so, yeah, 12. I have five juniors, uh, four sophomores, and three freshmen currently. Wow. Do you have uh, now? We were talking with uh, with Michael about band and stuff, and, and there are some band programs that still do the chair thing, like you have first chair, second chair. Do you have Do you have like uh, like segment leaders or group leaders within your team? We do. We have captains. Okay. Um, captains. So our current captain is Brianna Bowman. She's a junior, okay. uh, and then we have two co captains, Sophie Cassidy and Gracie Krager, uh, and they're both juniors as well. And so they help me run practice and run the team. Right. Uh, we break down into small groups, and they evaluate uh, along with me. Uh, but we also do a lot of one-on-one evaluation where you'll you know, pick your mirror on the team, the person that dances opposite you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll watch them, give them critique, and then you'll go out and dance, and they'll do the same for you. Uh, so, But the captains are definitely uh, kind of my right hand my right hand dancer so to speak so i can say go ahead and get them stretched go ahead and get them cooled down go ahead and go across the floor or whatever it is and they they take charge in in those leadership positions and do that when you put together when you put together a show and 
you know, with the choreography that is, is involved with that. How often have you come across a point where you put something in and the kids are saying, that's just too hard, we can't do it? They never say it's too hard. Um, <laughs> they'll say, um, you know, uh, my best example is uh, uh, Riley Bailey. She's a big personality, and she's a solo dancer. Um, and when we first met her, I said, hey, can you do a tilt, which is a certain type of jump? Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, no problem. And I said, okay, can you do a left tilt? <laughs> and she did it, and she fell. And then she goes, she got up, and she goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I can't do it today, but I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically the, the attitude of the whole team is if I don't have it today, I will have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just continue to work on, they kind of pick a skill and decide they're going to get it. And they will, they will work until they get it. Um, have the kids ever come to you and say, we have, we've put together this routine. We want to see what you think. Have they, have they actually, from like start to finish, put something together? Has that ever happened? They haven't, but I, you know, if they're listening right now and they want to surprise me with something like that, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh, so what's what's next? What's next for Batesville Dance? Uh, well, right now we just finished up yesterday, right. uh, so they had today off. <laughs> <laughs> they will have practice on Wednesday. It'll be the last practice of the season, uh, and they'll just be turning in equipment. And we'll be pre-planning for next year, talking about what went well this year, what do we need to do better. That's always a great idea. What does our schedule look like? Was that too much? Because it is a long season; it's yeah. ten months. Um, you know, what would make it um, more memorable for them, mm-hmm. more fun for them? What kind of special experiences do they want? Uh, so we always go to camp in the summer, which is a great, fun experience right. for them and a growth opportunity. Uh, we were able to go to IU um, this past year and perform at a football game. Um, it was IU versus UC, sold-out crowd, and our girls were on the 50-yard line. Um, so, well, that, that leads me to my next, and I, I think I, I think that's probably the answer. Was that the highlight of the year for you guys, oh, do you think? Oh, man. Or? I mean, it was one of them. Yeah. There, there's always What else was big for you? That, the IU game was pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we did have four of them make All-American at camp, and they're eligible to go to the Varsity Spirits spectacular in uh at disney world and so one of the dancers actually went um gracie Krager went with her family and had that experience and it's it's a once in a lifetime kind of experience so they're all hoping you know they're like setting goals to become all american um you can do those as a team if the whole team qualifies you can go to you know like the um like the cotton bowl or um, what's some blanking on like the sugar bowl right. or used to be the sugar bowl and um, the fiesta bowl. Yeah. Um, They're still there. And perform yeah. at uh, you know, like pregame or halftime, uh, which is cool. Macy's Day Parade would be another one that mm-hmm. would be epic. Um, so those kinds of You need to get your own float if you go. There. I know. Yes. Giant bulldog floating, you know. Giant bulldog float. <laughs> we'll be marching with like 400 dancers. So yeah, yeah un- nationally televised, which would be really cool. Oh. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. Yes, it is. It's a blast, and I love being able to spend, you know, my my weeks with them and my, my years with them at this point. Um, it's the, my favorite thing that I do. Oh. Well, Jeanette, it's been a pleasure having you. I've had a blast talking to you. It's, it's you. been great to learn about the program and, again, uh, admire everything that you and your kids do. I, I love watching them perform at halftime when I'm when I'm at a game, and, and I, I would like to see them in a, in a different environment sometime to see them, you know, outside of a, outside of a gymnasium or, or maybe performing out on the football field. But uh, congratulations on all the success, and uh, just keep up the good work. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you pleasure. so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's Danette Callahan with the Batesville Dance Team, and I'll be back to wrap up the show in just a few moments. This is Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. (laughs) 
That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fishogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Endured 23 plus years of abuse, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything you can imagine. Because I put on a happy face and I wasn't allowed to air our dirty laundry. Safe Passage knows what domestic and sexual violence looks like. And it's not just a black eye or a bruise. It is about power and control, be it physical, emotional, verbal, isolation, or financial abuse. Text Hope Chat. To 877-733-1990 for free help. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. This is the final scheduled Coach's Corner show of the 2021-22 school year. There is a chance that we may have one more later in the spring, but just in case we don't, I want to make sure I get all of my thank yous in. Uh, first, I sincerely appreciate Cecil Ison and the staff here at Ison's Family Pizza for giving us such a great place to broadcast the show from each Monday. I'm also a big fan of the Meat Lovers Pizza and the Chocolate Caramel Lava Bundt Cake. That's pretty darn tasty, too. Uh, thanks to our other wonderful sponsors, including Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hart and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, Bruns Gutswiller, and Safe Passage. Thanks to everyone who came out on the show throughout the year. Uh, tonight we had all from Batesville, uh, cheer coach Jamie Cleghorn, track coach Lisa Gaussman, uh, band director Michael Walker, and dance coach Danette Callahan. Thanks to all of them for coming out. And I know that the demands that are placed on head coaches and instructors, especially during their busy seasons, uh, and for them to give up some of their valuable free time and come on the show means uh, a great deal. So uh, thank you for that. Thanks to John Heil for engineering nearly all of our shows. I think he was in studio for everyone except for one. Thank you so much, John. Uh, thanks to Ron and Sally Graver and Brent Lee for entrusting me with Coach's Corner. The intent back in September was for me just to be a guest host until Coach Raver could come back and uh, host the show again with his wife unfortunately and sadly uh coach never made it back and his absence continues to be felt in so many capacities this will always be coach ron raver's show um last but not least thank you for listening as i said there might possibly be one more show later in the spring but rest assured if not later in the spring we'll be back for another season of coach's corner in the fall that will do it for me bryce kendrick on country 103.9 wrbi i'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 noon to take you through your afternoon until then you have a wonderful evening talk to you soon so long for now Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.